Ladies and gentlemen, that song can only mean one thing. It's time for another hard-hitting episode of 80s Wrestling, the podcast. My name is Jumpin' Jay, and today is May 12th, which means we are on the dark side of 80s Wrestling Con. It was just a few days ago, and it was epic. And right now, we're joined with the man who put it all together. This legitimately could be the first time he's able to sit down and catch his breath. Tommy Fierro. Good to talk to you, brother. How are you doing this fine day? Tired. <laughs> Tired. Tired, man. I can you, only imagine. Right, this, is actually, this is probably the first time I am sitting down uh, over the last you know, a couple of days. I mean, there's so much to do. After the convention, so many people sent them stuff to me, you know, signed and, and shipped back out to them. And, uh, yeah, man, and, and it was it was crazy. And I'm sure that we'll be talking all about it throughout the entire episode. I'm so happy that you were able to come up with your beautiful family, and you surprised me a day early. Uh, he came to the Wrestling Collector uh, on Thursday, uh, last Thursday, actually. I, I wasn't expecting to see him. I, I knew that he was flying out Thursday, but... I wasn't sure it was that early in the morning he was leaving, but yeah, it was a nice surprise. The world's tallest man made his wrestling collector debut, and also he made his ISPW debut, which I'm sure we'll talk about uh, later in this uh, episode as well. It, it was cool. Jay actually had a custom ISPW shirt made up for the nighttime. It was really, really cool, and Jay also had a 80s Wrestling the Podcast shirt made up as well for the daytime. And, uh, yeah, man, it was awesome to see you, and I would love, because we really haven't had a, much of a chance to talk about it, because I've been so busy since uh, Saturday. I'd love to hear your take on it, you know, just as uh, from a, a fan perspective going there, for both the convention and the show. Well, let's talk about it, because what a weekend it was. And so, yeah, my family, we flew out Thursday we landed, we went to the hotel, the kids jumped in the pool, we kind of unpacked the bags, we looked at the clock, and we noticed there's time before the wrestling collector store is set to close, so we piled into the rental car and we drove down. I didn't text you ahead of time, I didn't give you any warning that we were coming, we just wanted to experience the wrestling collector, and honestly, I didn't know if you were going to be there, Tommy. I figured you had a 100,000 things that you were combing through, and so we just wanted to go and check out the store and I got to tell you, man, I loved it. I've seen pictures of it on social media. So I kind of knew what it would look like. But it's different when you're in person. The outside, fully decked out, wrestling stuff in all the windows, giant wooden Hogan cutout on the street, and then walking in. It is wall-to-wall memorabilia. It's almost one of those situations where you don't know which way to look first. Because you got bins of old-school magazines. You got shelves of figures you got shelves of things you haven't seen since you were a kid my wife her I went to a Hulk Hogan trapper keeper and she said check that out and I said honey I had that in third grade like it was just a walk down memory lane <laughs> I have I have two sons one of them is more into wrestling than the other one the young one's into wrestling and he was combing through the bins and Tommy was kind enough he hooked him up with some John Cena stuff because my son is a John Cena fan and so what an experience it was. And then to see the man himself, Tommy Farrell, come back from the back room, it was a pleasure to see you, dude. I, I was happy you were there. My wife got to meet you. My kids got to meet you. So the store itself blew me away, my friend. Hats off to you. You are doing big, 
big things in that store. Oh, thank you, man. That that really means a lot to me. And, 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 and yeah, it's kind of like you said when you walk in, it's like it's a little bit of everything. And it, it's not just figures. It's, you know, and, and I have I have stuff spread out throughout the, the store. So where it's like I, I almost do it purposely so you don't know where to look first because I'll have a random big John stud, big glass. And then right next to it, you know, I'd have, you know, uh, old Sega Genesis WWF games or VHSs or magazines, like you said, and cards and there's just old books. There's just a little bit of everything. And, uh, yeah, you never know what's going to pop up on the shelves as well because I, I buy collections all the time for people that come in and you, you never know what they're going to bring in. And, uh, you know, we, we got some signings this weekend also at, at the Wrestling Collect there. We just found out a few days ago that tomorrow, Friday, uh, and we're doing a Friday night signing from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Wrestling Collector in Stockholm, New Jersey, with former WWF Tag Team Champion Dr. Tom Pritchard, legendary performer. He will be at the Wrestling Collector tomorrow, uh, this Friday, from 6 to 8 p.m. And then Saturday, we're doing an ECW day on, uh, uh, on uh, the 14th from 12 to 2 p.m., with the Queen of Extreme, Francine, the Blue Meanie, and Kid Cash. They will all be here this Saturday at the Wrestling Collector from 12 to 2. And then following that at 2 to 4 is former WWE diva Crystal Marshall. She'll be here at the Wrestling Collector on Saturday from 2 to 4. So a big weekend here at the Wrestling Collector. We're getting right back into it, Jay. No rest for the weary, man. If I were you, I'd be taking a month or two off just to kind of breathe. But you continue to strike while the iron is hot, my friend. I don't know how you do it. You're the energizer bunny when it comes to the world of promotions. Now, we have to talk about the event itself, 80s Wrestling Con. And before I give you my impressions and my takeaways, there's already some folks lined up on the call line. So are you ready to hear some feedback some from some people that were there in person, Tommy? I'd love to hear it. Up first is a guy who I've talked to via this podcast many times, got to meet him in person at the con. Nobody told me that Danny from Butler looks identical to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I was not prepared. Nobody. <laughs> deserves to walk this earth looking as good as Danny from Butler looks. Danny, welcome back to the show, brother. Tommy, Jumper Jay, always a pleasure, oh, a pleasure to meet the man behind 80s wrestling, the man that, no, 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 no disrespect, Tommy, the guy, the glue that holds it together. You got to give your man his due. And I'm, oh, yeah. like I said, I'm not, listen, I'm, I, I went into there, I, I, I had my expectations were through the roof. I knew you were going to do a great job as last time. Um, I had my son with me. But the biggest priority I had is I got to meet Jumpin' Jay. So I get in there, I'm like, eventually he's going to stand out, even though I had no idea what this guy looked like. So whatever, I'm getting comfortable. I'm making my rounds. I'm, big, I'm you know, I get online to meet uh, the, the governor. I know I start, you know, li- you know Lucas is a, uh, He's uh, scavenging through all the goodies. I might think, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to be, this is going to cost me a lot of money this day, which, and it did. Thank God you only have a, a, a con every once in a while, but it was all worth it. So I'm like, I'm, I'm like two and a half hours in, and I'm like, I'm real, I'm real tired. I'm like, I'm like Lucas, we're going to have to wrap it up. But 
I'm like, where's Tommy? I jump in Jay. I meet Ryan from Monday Night Virtual. He didn't know where he was at. The mayor of Butler didn't know where he was at. So I'm like, I'm like, where's Tommy? I finally run into you, Tommy. He's like, Tommy goes, Danny, straight down this line for Jake the Snake and Shell Roberts, the tallest guy you could find. I'm like, oh, that's great. Let me just go right down the line. I'm like, I hope it's this guy that I just say, jump in, Jake. Those eyes lit up. He's looking around. He was like, he knew who he was. So I get, you know, my voice, I guess, has some type of cachet already. But you know, it was phenomenal. You did a great job, Tommy. You know, you you, you did a, you know, the, the the talent, you know, the vendors, um, you know, putting it together. You, you did a tremendous job. Um, I'm definitely, I, I'm looking forward to whenever you do it again. Uh, you know, you definitely deserve a break, even though you know the the world of wrestling, there are no off seasons. But you know, you did a tremendous job. You know, I you know I got to meet Jumpin' Jay for the first time. You know, shook his hand, gave each other a hug, met his wonderful family. He met Lucas. Uh, everybody was happy, and like I said, just a a great overall event. I, you know, you I, hands down, you know, five stars across the board. Wow, thank you so much, Danny. That really that means a lot to me, man. I'm so happy that you guys had such a good time. It's so cool that you got to meet Jumpin' Jay and. Uh, Jay was there, like I said, with his family and, and his kids. And, and, Jay, I saw you many times throughout the day. Look like you were a kid reliving your childhood this past weekend. Listen, yeah, I, you I know, was completely honest. Uh, no, you go, Danny. Go ahead, uh, go ahead, I smell go. what you're cooking. No, 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 you go, Danny. I smell what you're cooking, brother. <laughs> it, it was fun. Like, you know, it's you know, not often that, you know, like I said, you come across, obviously, the guys you grew up uh, idolizing and admiring, you know, you know getting to – you know, rub elbows with them, you know, you know, you get, your, your son is kind of like living through you uh, through the past and he get, you know, he pretty much knew all of them. Um, I got to say one thing I, out of all of them, I, you know, Haku was the the, the coolest, um, you know, he, he took a great liking to, to my son, you know, he was a, 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 a gentleman. So was uh, uh, the Tonga kid. They were, you know, tremendous, um, you know, the, the Mountie, you know, and, and, and Ray Rougeau, they were awesome. You know, it's just like I said, I, I wish I could be there all day, but it was just, I was just so tired. And, like, I just kind of knew that, you know, if I stayed there any longer, I was going to be broke. I was going to just be broke uh, with Lucas running. Lucas just wants every single little piece of, of memorabilia. And I'm like, buddy, it doesn't work that way. I, I'm doing what I can to make you happy. But, like I said, it was it was all worth it. Um, like I said, whenever you do another one uh, down the line, like I said, it's, you know, you definitely, I'm looking forward to it. Um, like I said, I, I I don't know how you're doing it. Like you said, you you pulled off one event, then to go out to, to the night. I wasn't at the event, but I know a couple of people that were there that that were very happy. Uh, like I said, it just uh, you know five stars. You get a across the board. It just did a tremendous job. Um, you know, to get a compliment from Jumping Jay. I've been getting that since high school, but it's kind of dwindled down. And to get it again, you know, it kind of like you know makes me feel good. I'm like, damn, you know what? I, I might at 41 years old. I don't have it like I did when I was 18, but it, you know, it, it kind of makes me. It, it kind of brought my my uh, self esteem back somewhat. Listen, Tommy, <laughs> I I told Danny we need to set up a card table, put up a sign that says "Meet Dwayne Johnson," and we could have made a lot of money on Saturday because he was doing the eyebrow and everything. It blew me away. <laughs> it was it, it was, it was, well, it was you, fun. Like thank said, you so much again, brother. All right, like I said, my pleasure. You know, I know you got you guys got uh, more callers. Uh, keep up uh, the great work, and uh, you guys uh, have a tremendous weekend. 
You too, brother. Hey, you too, Dan. It was awesome meeting you, brother. Say hi to Lucas for me. You got it, brother. You take care. And you know Lucas is my main man. I think he knows. I mean, you get to spend time with – listen, Lucas was a ball of energy in the best possible way. He beelined me to some of the best vendor tables, and thanks to Lucas, Tommy, I walked away with a pair of nasty boy action figures to add to my collection. And so I'm thrilled that Lucas was there and was able to take me to that table. All right. Great start to the show with Danny from Butler. We're going to keep the calls rolling, Tommy. Are you ready for some more firsthand accounts of what took place on Saturday? Absolutely. All right. Next caller up is what I now consider a close, dear, personal friend of mine. It's time! It's time! It's Toto a Tom. Toto a Tom. Welcome to the program, my friend. <laughs> first, first off, this is the first time in four weeks that the three of us have been together. If you recall, Fierro uh, went to Disney, all right, and um, Meltzer gave that show a two-star rating. And then the following week I was on my deathbed, and that show got a one-and-a-half-star rating because I wasn't there. And then last week, Jay, you were flying, and uh, that was almost a dud by Meltzer, but it, it actually rebounded at the end when I called up, and Andy Weinberg also called in. So this is the first time... The sweet spot, the three amigos are here on Wrestling Beatty's podcast. <laughs> hey, that wasn't a bad well, promo, man, man. That was very good. And uh, I had the pleasure of meeting Toto with Tom at the convention, hanging out with him for a bit, chatting him up. Super nice guy, Tommy. Super nice guy. And so, oh, yeah. Tom, it was a pleasure meeting you and talking to you, my friend. Yeah, you and I were talking, and at one point, Ted DiBiase walked by us as we were deep in conversation, and I looked at Jay and I said, this is what a wrestling convention is all about. You know, you're talking with somebody, and all of a sudden, Ted DiBiase just happens to walk by. I go, this was fantastic. And listen, awesome, Tommy, not, hey, only, listen, not, only did uh, he, not only did he walk by Tommy, but Ted DiBiase wanted to pose with a photo with Totowa Tom, but DiBiase couldn't <laughs> afford it. I was gonna say. Yeah. I was gonna say. I know. I know. Danny from Butler was unable to stay for the ISPW show at nighttime, but I know Total Tom was front row. So before we, you know, dive into the ISPW results from this past Saturday night uh, that was following Eddie's WrestleCon, Tom, why don't you give everyone a, a firsthand uh, uh, recap of of the ISPW event following the convention? First, I just want to mention about the convention. Um, I, I went to Arezzi's back in the nineties. Those, those were the first wrestling conventions I ever went to. And then I also went to one of your early ones, Tommy. It was at the uh, Holiday Inn in Totoa back in 1995. Um, I remember Bundy was there and Sherry Martell and Jim Cornette. And it was just, I think you rented out um, like a back room, okay? And I, was, and I was tickled to death to be at those shows. Um, what I experienced on Saturday <laughs> I mean, first of all, you walk in and there was a wrestling ring in the middle of the convention. And, you know, it just, I felt so proud, if I could use that word, okay, proud of you, you know, because 
you know, I, I was at your convention back in 95, and now here I am almost 30 years later seeing what you're doing. It was, it was mind-boggling, to say the least. And I was, you know, Thank you. Um, so happy to see Jumping Jay. And I think, I think at one point, and this is a true story, Jay, at one point Tommy said to me, so, hey, who are you looking forward to meeting the most here today? My God's honest, I, th- I said to him, I'm looking forward to meeting Jumping Jim. I said, that's the guy I want to see. And um, we made it happen. So then the show itself. Okay. Um, there is a, um, a small minion, uh, a following, it seems, of uh, the heavyweight champion, Danny Morrison. Um, I'd like to call him the Sons of Morrison. Um, they basically um, have supported him throughout every single ISPW show. And I think it really came to uh, – it's fullest on uh, last Saturday night. Um, oh yeah. Robert, let me let me right? jump in. Let me let me jump in real quick because I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my train of thought, Tom. But I want to get this out that you just said that. Yep. This past Saturday, I had I had a ton, a ton of huge names on that show. I had Jake the Snake Roberts. I had Greg the Hammer Valentine. I had Demolition. I had Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Tons of big names on that show. There was no one on that entire show that got the reaction that Danny Morrison got to the point where I was taken back by it. And, and it wasn't a small chant of Morrison Morrison and, and Jay and Tom will tell you firsthand, the building, the arena was rumbling Morrison Morrison. I mean, rumbling. And then they announced Maven and now Maven's name is rumbling in the, in the arena. It was, I was taken back by it. I I don't know about you guys. I mean, I, if I was, you guys had to have been because I was not expecting that. You have Jake the Snake Roberts out there, one of the most you know popular wrestlers in the history of professional wrestling, and and here here's Danny Morrison and Maven and David Greca, and they just stole entire show. And I'll, I'll take it over to you guys. So we're sitting in the front row, the sons of uh, Morrison, and Jake is in front of us. And I think Jake kept on hearing what we were chanting the whole evening. And he finally got fed up and turned on Justin Carino. Um, he had enough because I, I think a lot, of, a lot of the fandom was going towards Danny uh, Morrison. And I feel bad for Justin Carino. That was not the intent, Okay. But what happened was Jake wound up turning on Carino, cost him the chance to win the ISPW uh, heavyweight title. Uh, the card itself was, um, you know, it was a show of shows. And, um, you know, one of the matches on there, I said to myself, wow, Brooklyn Brawler against Bushwhacker Luke. Bushwhacker Luke is 75 years old and Brawler can't be too far behind. I said, what are we going to get here? I got to tell you something. Very entertaining. Those two guys, our interest, oh, yeah. a, a story, and it just goes to show you that in pro wrestling, it, it is such an art form. There are so many ways to tell stories in pro wrestling. It doesn't have to be a three-ring circus, uh, or, you know, with a bunch of high flyers all the time. I really enjoyed that match, and I'm going to go a step further and say, Tommy, I really enjoy the overall wrestling that ISPW offers it's it's different it's old school it reminds me i'm back in the 80s and it tells a story salvatore sincere amazing can tell any story he wants it it was just a a wonderful card and um 
you know, I'm sure you'll talk about it later. We have another one coming up next Saturday, not this Saturday. Excuse me, next Friday. Not this Friday, but Friday the yeah. 20th. You can talk about that later. Absolutely. And and, and I want to make mention, uh, while we're on the subject of the show, before we get to the next caller and talk more about the convention, I, I think the, the thing I was proudest of the entire day, that like the entire day, was how I was able to, I mean, I'll tell you what, I mean, that was a, a really, really, really giant ship to spare, that, that convention in the daytime. I mean, there were so many moving parts and so many different guests there, and, and, and the arena is gigantic. And it was, it was, a, it was a big ship to steer. And, and, and the, I, what's funny is I think so many people have came up to me that day or texted me the next day or the following days and said, I can't believe how calm you are or how calm you looked at the convention and uh, a lot, I mean, I've heard it from a lot of people that they couldn't believe how, how calm I was throughout the whole day. So, but my, and, and I was, I was, I was just zoned. I was just zoned and I went into it knowing that I had to put five zillion percent into it because it was, you know, it was a big thing and, and not going to win through the grace of God, everything went perfectly. Um, but the thing I think I'm proudest of the whole day was to be able to bounce back from that freaking hurricane that I was just put through. And then you don't even have, even have time. You don't even have time to even process what just happened because you got to break down the entire building and set up for the, the wrestling show just a couple hours later. So, I mean, to, to go from that, it's like, it's like your body goes through trauma, like running around like with a chicken with a head cut off all day long. I mean, even from the day before all day long and all night long. And Tom will tell you, he was there. Uh, so Tom was there helping out the night before. So, I mean, we were there, we were there all weekend. So I don't even have time to even celebrate that, you know, this convention just went off without a hitch because, boom, I had another big, you know, thing thrown in front of me, which was the show at nighttime. And it, was just, it wasn't just any show. I mean, the show was lined up with talent from the first match to the main event. And it had uh, uh, Constantine from American Idol, singing the national anthem in the beginning, which if you were there, it was just freaking phenomenal. It sounded like you were at, you felt like you were at the Super Bowl. And then, you know, to go from, you know, to the convention to the show, and, and there was 10 matches, so 10 matches of band performing and intermission. And I was able to get that show out in two hours and 51 minutes, which it, it, that's, I, I love the, I'm, I'm a behind the scenes, a behind the scenes guy. So I love, that aspect of the business, and like I think that's the, what I'm most proud of is I was able to get that show from start to finish in two hours and 51 minutes, which I thought that's that's really, 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 really good because 10 matches is a lot, and 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 then like I said, the the band and the intermission as well. So I think I was most proud that I was able to produce that show. That was the best produced show I ever. That was the best produced ISW show I ever ran. And that was just hours after, like I said, the hurricane I was just put through. So I think I'm most proud of that. And, uh, yeah, man, it was awesome. Hey, hey dude, don't forget, um, I don't know if you mentioned it on 80s Wrestling Podcast, but there was also uh, something behind the scenes going on with you and the WWE. Why don't you touch on that and what you did when you went into the ring? And I'll listen because time's up for Total with Time. Well, I actually, uh, I actually didn't do anything. I... I I, you know, anyone that was on my Facebook and last week I posted a couple of videos and uh, there was something inside of an envelope and I said I would bring that envelope to the show this past Saturday, which, which I did. 
and wind up not doing it, all I said in the ring was, you know, I'll see everyone May 20th at the ISPW show in Toto, New Jersey. So uh, I didn't really say anything yet. However, I'm, I'm planning to uh, probably within the next 24 hours, you can check out my Facebook page. I'll be dropping something. But uh, hey, how about you, man? What did you think of uh, what did you think of the ISPW show? Well, I'll tell you this: I've been to independent shows in and around the Minnesota area, and independent shows have a different energy from professional shows in that you're seeing local guys. The, the matches may not be of the same caliber. The production value may not be of the same caliber. And so I will admit, going into it, as awesome as I hear ISBW is, your expectations are a little bit low because it is an indie show. And like you said, it's put on right after a gigantic con. And so you just assume that the focus was on the con and that the ISBW show would run as just a regularly scheduled ISPW show. But I got to tell you, I was blown away. It surpassed every expectation because not only were the matches like incredibly well put to, these wrestlers are incredibly talented and the matches are at a very high level. And like you just got done saying, there's 10 of them. And so it is nonstop action. And then even though you mentioned to me a few weeks back that you were going to have live music there, I forgot about it. It was out of my brain. And so I didn't even see the band set up in the corner because I was so visually affixed on the ring and the action that all of a sudden when a live band started playing and I turned my head and there's a, uh, there's a band set up right there, blew my mind. The crowd response was phenomenal. I could not believe the amount of ISPW, obviously diehard fans who come to as many shows as they can because they were invested in the storylines. They knew the characters. They knew what was going on. They knew when to respond. They knew when to cheer. They knew when to boo. And then the production level as far as sometimes when you go to independent shows, the audio is not very good. The microphone you can't really hear. This was dialed in, Tommy. Like, the music was at a great volume. You could understand the lyrics if there was lyrics. The ring announcer killed it, did such a phenomenal job. You could hear what he was saying. The speakers didn't have any feedback. Like, from a production standpoint, I was blown away. And then storyline-wise, even my wife, who does not watch wrestling, leaned over to me and said, how does Tommy get all this together? Like, there's so much talent, so many people. They're all playing their role, and it's all uh, entertaining. It's all fun to watch. And it's not just the same cookie-cutter match one after another. There's different finishes, different uh, stories being told. And so when I came to the ISPW show, I was blown away. And what I really got a kick out of, to be honest with you, is there were some of the uh, legends that hung around that, we're just watching the action. You know, you had Axe and Smash just watching the action from where they were sitting. You had Jake the Snake until it was time for him to participate, watching the action. You had Mark Henry. Like, he wasn't part of the show. He was a fan just sitting there and watching. And so awesome, it blew man. me away. Yeah, it blew me away that not only was it this level of wrestling, but that 
people who have made their career in that squared circle were sitting back and watching the next generation put on a heck of a performance. So hats off to you, my friend. Yeah, it was cool for me too, man, because those guys, I, and I knew that, you know, they were out there watching the show. I mean, Tito Santana was watching it, Greg Ballantyne, Demolition, Jake the Snake Roberts. Like you said, Mark Henry was there. Coco Beware is there. For me, man, you know, I grew up on all these guys. I grew up going to the arena, watching them every month. You know, so for them, and usually when I bring these legends in, they're in the locker room or whatever. But I've never had, I've never been, ever been in a situation where I have 10 legends just sitting there watching my production. So that made it really, really cool. And like I said, I think the show was, I think it was my best produced ISPW show yet. And with all those guys out there watching it, it made it so, so cool. I 100% agree. We've still got three callers waiting to talk to you, Tommy. Are you ready if we jump into another call? Let's do it. All right. Next up on the line out of the great, Washington, D.C. area, Mr. Loverboy Lee. Welcome back to the show. Good morning, gents. How are you? Hey, Loverboy Lee. What's up, brother? So, living the dream, my friend. Uh, still uh, still basking in the glow of all things 80s Wrestling Con and ISPW Rock and Wrestling. Um, Jay, great to meet you when we were there. Uh, great to see your family. Uh, actually, Tommy, same for you. I got a chance to meet your wife and your daughter. That was awesome. Um, yeah, uh, I'm not even sure where to even start with uh, with how awesome the whole weekend was. So uh, hats off to you, Tommy, for uh, for doing all that and getting all that together. I think that's that. Uh, Jay's wife is right. How did how did you do all that? <laughs> how did you get all that together? And have you had any sleep since? <laughs> no, not not really yet, man. Uh... Uh, just it, you know, like I said earlier, by the grace of God, everything went perfectly. Like I said, that 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 ship is so big to steer, and for me to be able to steer it the way it was steered, and then do the show at nighttime. I mean, that's all that's all God's doing, man. Yeah, awesome, awesome. So no, uh, you know, lot, so many good things to talk about. As you know, I was with uh, uh, Jesse Ventura all day. Um, you know, and as the the fanboy in me to be able to be with him all day. And then he had about a 15 minute break and 20 minute break uh, in the middle. And we had a chance to walk around and for him to go and see his old, uh, his old traveling buddies, uh, the, the moment between he and Tito, boy, does he love Tito Santana. And you could tell when they had their chat and their hug. And, uh, but to see him walk around and see folks he used to work with or fo- folks that would come up to him uh, from the industry to say thank you, take a picture, to have a quick chat, and all those sidebar chats that happened. If you're a anybody who was in line with me with Jesse, who got to witness those things, I bet you that their memories of the wrestling convention itself of, of, of 80s Wrestling Con were specifically the sidebar stories that happened between other performers and Jesse at that table, because that's the big takeaway. They heard things that they would never hear anywhere else on any other. Uh, any other show anywhere else in the world. And uh, so, yeah, too many memories to count for the day. So good stuff. You, you left Tommy speechless, lover boy Lee. So I did. Let me ask you this. <laughs> yeah. No, Jesse Ventura. You go, Tommy. 
I was just going to say, you know, Lee, Lee, Loverboy Lee was a big behind-the-scenes component for 80s Wrestling Con this past weekend. And I just wanted to, you know, thank him very, very much for everything he did to help out. And Loverboy Lee's the man. They don't call him, they don't call him Loverboy for anything, Jay. <laughs> sir, sir, I only had a few hotel keys. Thank you, sir. Only a few hotel keys. <laughs> Jesse, Jesse Ventura was one of those guys that you could tell people just liked being around and kind of soak up the aura around the body. And so anytime that there was an opportunity to get close to him or as he was walking through and talking to a guy like Tito Santana, just the crowd that would gather to just kind of be a part of that was really neat to see from a fan's perspective. The amount of respect that people have for Jesse, but that Jesse had for the other wrestlers there as well was really cool to see. Yeah, it definitely was, man. And, and I'll tell you what, and, and I will say this for both of you guys, and I, and I know that you guys can both back me up on this one. So going into this convention, 80s Wrestling Con, obviously the, the marquee name on the on the posters and on the billboard is Jesse the Body Ventura. And he had a huge line. He started an hour before everyone else did, just to start banging, you know, customers out so they can get to the next round of guests, you know. But I will tell you this, Jake the Snake Roberts, his line never stopped. I mean, from when he sat down at 10 a.m. to past 2 p.m., line that just didn't stop, and I was pretty blown away by it. Yeah, I think I think Jake, at this stage in his career, the – how many go-arounds has he had, right? Um, it's amazing to see that he still has uh, this many people that admire him. And, and again, uh, no spoilers, but I know, I know the results are already out. To sit, to sit back and watch not only the stuff at the convention, but to watch him at the main event of the ISPW show and his interaction with, uh, with, um, with Carino and how that ended up for everybody. Um, you know, he, he can still bring it at his age and what, he, what he's doing physically, and he turned it on, and you could see it. Anybody who's an old-school fan saw it in his eyes, and it was awesome to see. Um, and uh, so, yeah, Jake, Jake was the man for sure. Uh, on top of that, it, let's also give a shout-out to the, the fashion plate of ISPW, Dave LaGreca. Let's not forget the, the, the suit that he rocked, and uh, he, he made it happen. He is – I think he is in that Freddie Blassie category of, he should be the ISPW fashion plate, and we need to work on that, Tommy. I, I think I think that's his new name, effective immediately. <laughs> and I'll tell you <laughs> what, how, how, how cool for both for both of you guys. Let me get your feedback on this. Uh, what, what's what's your take on uh, on the, the Morrison entourage of, of Danny Morrison, uh, Dave Lagreca, and Maven? Now I know uh, Lee, you've been the one ISPW show, but you know Jay's never been. Going in there for the first time, you know, seeing this, they came up as the big stars of, of the show, and I just want to get your feedback on what you thought of them. Loverboy Lee, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. I mean, look, there, there's something about, uh, and, and I have, I, I do have to run, so I'll make my comment, and I'll get, I'll hear Jay on the other side of this, but um, uh, there's something about the is it is it the wrestler uh, the champion that is uh, uh, revered or hated right 
Uh, in this case, how much of how much of what Morrison brings to the ring is the fact that he's got May, um, Maven and Lagreca in his corner, and the mayhem that that, that they and that they they uh, they bring? Um, they get the crowd into it. They're having a great time, and they're making sure that their champion walks out with that belt every single time. It's not by accident, right? So uh, the 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 mayhem that they create uh, by itself is, is is worth worth the price of admission. So good stuff. And like I said, I got I got to jump, gentlemen, but I'll hear Jay on the other side. Tommy, great to talk to you, my friend. All right, love our boy Lee. Talk to you soon, man. Be good. All right, Tommy. I'll give you I'll give you my takeaway, and then I'll give you what I what I believe to kind of piggyback what Loverboy was saying. So, when you go to an independent show, you don't necessarily expect great crowd reactions because a lot of people that go to independent shows aren't really invested in what's going on. They're kind of going for maybe a night out. Like I said earlier, you could tell there were people that were familiar with the storylines that were being told, and they got a great reaction, not just for like an independent show, but they legitimately got a pop. They got a great reaction. And I think the reasoning behind it is Tommy is the storytelling. This story of superstar Danny Morrison has been told over months. I mean, you think back, how long ago was it where we were talking about how he turned his back on bull James and then captured the belt and I saw on, on social media, he's celebrating a milestone, a certain number of days as the ISPW heavyweight champion. And so it's, it's storytelling that you're, that you're not rushing through. You're taking your time. You're allowing the people that come to the shows routinely to engage, to become invested. And then that's the payoff for good storytelling is you get a crowd that's invested and therefore responds. And so taking nothing away from Greca, Maven, and Morrison, because they are talented. But they're not the ones that I have their ear right now. I have Tommy. So I'm going to say hats off to you for storytelling, the way it used to be done, the way we fell in love with it. And it's that storytelling coupled with the talent that you have in the performers that are making this kind of reaction, Tommy. That's my takeaway. But I, like you said, it was just my first ever ISPW show. But that's my initial takeaway. That's awesome, man. That's really, really great feedback. And I, and I just want to say again, I'm, I was blown away by the reaction those guys got. And 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 Danny is a you know a few years older than I am, but I felt like a proud dad, legit, watching him out there <laughs> getting that reaction. Oh, I'm serious, man. When all that, when all those, when all those big names on the show, and he was the one, uh, you know. And I work and, and I work very closely with him. And and like I said, we really didn't know each other much i mean high and by pretty much before you know we started doing this but like you know me and him text all the time and we got real good vibe going with each other so for for me to see him get that reaction because that's my invested character i put more into that character than anyone uh it, it was it was gratifying for me to see him get the reaction he got because he is busted I, it might have been my idea to come up with him, LaGreca, and Maven together, but, you know, that's just my idea. Those guys have to be the ones that go out there and execute it uh, every show, and, man, are they doing it. Uh, they are all three of them together. They just gel so good together. I'm so proud of those guys, how great they're doing. But, yeah, I, I felt like a proud papa out there watching him get this reaction because all these big names on the show, they're the most invested in him. 
and I'm most invested in him, and he knows that. So for, for me, it was real cool. And I got to believe that he had to pop inside when he's surrounded by the idols that he grew up watching. And like you said, he's the one getting the reaction. So it had to be quite a big high for him as well to perform and get that kind of reaction. You know what we're not even mentioning? We didn't mention the fact that Earl Hepner, Earl freaking Hepner, <laughs> was the referee of that ISW World title match. I mean, this, 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 it, was, it, was, it was high, you know, and, and they, they all delivered on every front. It had a big fight feel for sure. We have, we have two callers that have been hanging on hold, Tommy, so we're going to get to them. This first one is a gentleman who I know was at the convention, and I know he was sitting front row at the ISPW show that night. And I have to tell you before we bring him on, he, I met him. He was such a nice guy. He made me feel like a big deal at the convention, so much so, Tommy. This is before my wife and kids showed up. I was there alone. He made me feel so good that I asked him, I said, look, my kids and my wife are coming later. The next time you see me <laughs> act like it's the first time and make me feel like a superstar in front of my kids. And he did it for me, Tommy. You talk like, wow, it could have been awesome. like a thing where, yes. And so we're going to bring on one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Mr. Big Cliff himself from Rockaway. Big Cliff. Welcome back to yes. the show, brother. No problem. Rock away. Lean back, Big Cliff. Lean back. Don't worry. I am. Uh, I, uh, I hope I um I impressed your family. You know. By Dude, doing that, I cannot. I cannot thank you enough. Like my wife and kids somehow think <laughs> I have some form of fame in New Jersey because of you. And so thank you so much, man. Next time my wife tells me to take the trash out, I'm going to hit her with a, don't you know who I am? <laughs> I'm jumping Jay. Just ask Big Cliff. <laughs> so thank uh, you, Cliff. I really appreciate it. No problem. But, uh, Hey Tommy, I gotta say you had it was a wonderful day, a wonderful day. No, I wouldn't say wonderful. It was an awesome day. Um, I couldn't Thank be you, more man. proud of you for hosting that day and putting out that day for all of us because you brought out over you know thousand kids just to you know help you celebrate that uh, you know enjoy your day. Um, Thank you, I know man. me and my friend are still talking about it. his mo- his mother even thanked me for even taking him to that. So my wife <laughs> nice. can't stop. Can't, she won't. She says, "Okay, enough about the convention. We're going next week." But enough already. <laughs> but I just can't stop. And you know, well, just, man, listen, I, 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 I appreciate that. You know, hey man, that I, was great. You know, it's good. Cliff, it's Cliff, and you know, you, you know me well, Cliff. It means a lot to me to hear you say that because I know you genuinely mean it inside. And for me to be able to make fans like you and people from all around that come to this feel that way, uh, it, it's that's the part that's gratifying to me because you know you and you know tons of other you know wrestling fans made memories this past Saturday that you'll you'll always remember this convention and it, and it was yeah. the type of event that you will always remember and I know that I will always remember it so. It means a lot to me that you feel that way, and I, I know I know everyone else does as well. Because I I saw the the feedback on on Facebook and through my text messages and emails and stuff, and you know it's people are still talking about it. I think people are gonna be talking about it for a while. 
Yeah. I would have texted you next day, but it was Mother's Day, so I wanted you to enjoy the day with your wife and your mother. <laughs> but, no, it, it was great. But, no, um, just, you, meeting Jumping Jay, just meeting Jumping Jay, I mean, a guy who's taller than I was, and he wasn't even a wrestler, but I was like, damn. <laughs> I was like, I, 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 tell, I mean, Tommy, Jumping Jay will tell you, when I first met him, I swore I was like a, um, a giddy little girl going the way I was talking to him. I was so nervous. <laughs> Just talking That's to awesome. <laughs> Cliff, you made me feel hey, so okay, good, don't, don't, so thank you. Jumping day. Don't forget don't forget to send Cliff a Christmas present this year. But uh, you're, that's yeah, well, a very I, good point, Todd. He, he knows what I want. He knows what I want. I want an autograph photo of him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking uh, of photos, check this out. I'm gonna I'm gonna post on our our 80s wrestling uh, page later and our, our Twitter page later, me and Jumpin' Jay actually took a picture together uh, this weekend. If you're friends with me on Facebook, I, I posted it on my personal Facebook page, and I said that, and I, and I mean this. I said one of my highlights of, of the weekend was my tag team partner, Jumpin' Jay, coming up for the uh, convention, and I mean that, and, and that's why I posted it on my personal page. But anyone that's not friends with me on Facebook, I'll post a picture on our both of our accounts later today on 80s Wrestling on uh, Instagram and Twitter and, and, and show a picture of me and Jumpin' Jay together. Oh, I got one with Jumpin' Jay. That's good. I had to get one. <laughs> but no, um, it, was, it was just it was just a great, and um, like I said, you're only raising the, the bar higher for everyone else, Tommy. You know? Everyone's got to match you. Right, there, there's no way. You, you, the way you do, you know, convention and rest, um, the ISPW show, I mean, hey, we do you guys forget about Tommy Rich being a guest referee? Yes, sir. For the battle well, of the right, you know, FBI, he, he was he, he, didn't to, he didn't want to be part. You know, he didn't want to count him out. Like, no, nah, I don't want to do it. Like, yeah, count him. <laughs> but that was great. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that was great. It was like, the whole storyline from you know from one, match one to match ten. It was all awesome. You had everybody. I was part of that uh, superstar uh, chanting in the front row. So I was like, yeah. Um, Awesome. It was just great, and uh, I wish you get to the other uh, caller, and then this is just keep keep it up, Tommy. All right. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that, man. All right. I'll see you soon. All right, brother. Thank you, big Cliff. Oh, man, I'm telling you what, Jay. Are, uh, this is this is some this is some episode, man. Um, I'm actually taken back by all these really nice comments. Uh, trust me, it really does mean a lot to me, and uh, you know, it gets me you know it gets me choked up because. I really, you know, I really busted my ass to make that day come off, and it came off, like I said, by the grace of God, seamlessly. It was, and with the showtime at night, too, uh, the the show at night too, it's just like, you know, there's something else besides me driving that ship the whole day because there's no way a day like that and and the, the, the how big both events were, and there was not one not one problem whatsoever, not one. That's unheard of. It is unheard of. And as somebody who attended it, like, it went flawlessly. Like, there was nothing that happened that took away from the experience of being a fan there. And I know sometimes when you're the guy in charge, uh, you can be the hardest on yourself. And so it makes me so happy uh, to hear that you really weren't putting out too many fires behind the scenes or there was nothing that prevented you from seeing the con for what it was through the fans' eyes, which was a flawless, wonderful experience. Uh, and so I'm happy that you I'll can recognize you, that, what, too. I, I, 
I really, you know, I, I, you saw me there that day. I was literally running around with a chicken, with like a chicken with its head cut off the entire day and night. I mean, I, and I could definitely use the exercise, <laughs> but um, you saw me, I was running around like crazy all day long, but at one point during the convention, because I told myself before the convention started, I said, even if you give yourself 30 seconds, 30 seconds, just take it in. So as the convention's going on, Jay, you know, there's the big bleachers on, on, on the, the bleacher seats on both sides of the around the whole arena. At one point, I climbed to the top of the arena uh, where they had the the guys the, the control center where you did the lights out in the corner, but all the way to the top. And I just look down, dude, and I see a sea of people in this big-ass arena. And I see a wrestling ring in the middle of the arena that has ISPW on the four corners of the ring. And I'm just, I'm just standing there looking at this. And looking at the crowd, looking at my ring in the middle of this arena, and I said to myself, "Wow, I did it." So I, I did take, I did take that thirty seconds to take it all in, and it, it felt special, man, and it felt really cool. Well, I'm happy that you were able to steal those thirty seconds because it was, like you said, it was quite the sight to see that many people packed in, and when it's something that is your creation, you got to feel like like a proud papa looking over uh, your creation. So I'm happy for you. We got one other call, Tommy. We're going to take it quick, uh, and then we'll finish up with some more of your thoughts about how the weekend went. This is a what appears to be a new caller to the show. They're not listed in our call log. It's a 973 area code, which makes me think it's the New Jersey area. And so from the 973 area code, hello, welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling from? My name is Rev. I'm calling from... Warren Park, New Jersey, which is exactly one town over from Morristown. Hey, man, what's going on? I got to say, I had the most phenomenal time at your show. We were actually the cosplayers there, helping you walking around as the wrestlers. Oh, awesome, man. No way. Which one were you? Um, I I was Rowdy Piper. You're a great Piper. You are a fantastic (laughs) Piper. Thank you. I got to say, it's my very first wrestling show actually going to and being a part of the convention and stuff. And it's definitely listed on my top three shows ever. And I've been doing cosplay for 17 years. Wow. That means a lot to me, man. Thank you. Dude, the show itself ran like a well-oiled machine. You were the most phenomenally stand-up guy I've ever met. I got to say that, Tommy. Thank you, man. That that means a lot to me. And you brought back the old school wrestling ways the ones I grew up watching. I'm 44, and I used to love the old school. The new school, I don't like any of this new stuff. I like the old school wrestling storyline stuff. I'll tell you what, man, that means a lot to me. Like I said, if you've been doing cosplay for 17 years, I'm sure you've been to hundreds of conventions, and the fact that you want to put that in the top three ever, man, I, I, I dig that, man. Thank you. Oh, no, no, no problem. No, thank you. I would like to thank you. Like I said, I, 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 after you closed down the convention, we left, and I came back for the wrestling, and I was in plain clothes, and I, I was just awed on how, like, well it ran. Now, was that your first ISPW show? Yes, that was my first time. Awesome. What, what, so, so, it won't be my so last time, though. The first... oh, I, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. So since <laughs> that was your first show, what's, what stood out? This is this is perfect feedback, the kind of feedback that I need. So you were a first time first met, was there watching. 
what, what did you take coming out of that show? Because obviously it's not a, it, it, it's a lot different. I don't know if you've ever been to another independent show, but it's a lot different than a regular independent show. So I, I would love your, your first time feedback. The, the whole, the, the whole show itself, it, 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 it was geared towards more like the crowd was involved more than other shows. And you, and, and you had people literally getting up and watching like that, and they were interacting. You didn't see anybody sitting there being bored playing with their phones. And I've been to other shows where people play on their phones and stuff. I didn't see one person with their phone in their hand, except for, like, taking pictures and videos. And the whole Jake the Snake right. aspect blew my mind. i got to say that. That blew my mind completely. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. It, looking back on it, it, it's really cool, Jay. And, uh yeah, I can say that Jake the Snake Roberts was in the main event of one of my ASPW shows. He's one of my, my favorites of all time. Oh, he's in the top five of my favorites. So just to have him there was, like, like impressive to be able to talk to him, especially as Piper talking to him. He got a kick out of that, so. <laughs> I, I got to so ask right, you, be my last here. show. Listen, as you're walking around and you not only looked like Piper, but you were doing an impersonation, like you were a very good Rowdy Piper. What, <laughs> what did the superstars think when you would go up to them? Like, were they as entertained by you as the rest of us were? Yes. A lot of them were entertained. I got to say, uh, when I went outside and I was uh, taking my vape pen, Cowboy Bob Orton was outside. And he looked at me and he was amazed. And I literally <laughs> called him Ace. And he smiled when I called nice. him Ace. I got the smile out of his mouth, like smile, and he kind of cocked his head at that. So I got a picture with him dressed as Piper. Uh, a lot of them did come up to our, our area and took pictures with us. They literally awesome. like left their, their table, come up and take pictures with us because we, we literally for months were like trying to nail the characters and try to get everything in place. I was watching YouTube videos of Piper for like the last month. My wife actually slept downstairs. She got sick and tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's I got a awesome, king size your... myself for half the month. Uh, there you <laughs> go. Well, like thank I said, you so much definitely not my last man. show. We look forward to working with. We look, look forward to working with you again down the line. Oh, at any time, any time. <laughs> you can call me the awesome, night before, man. and thank I'll be so up much. there with, uh, with costume in hand. Nice. Love it. Well, thank you so much, brother. No problem. You guys have yourself a wonderful day, and like I said, awesome show. Thank you so much, man. That means a lot to me. You're welcome. Yeah, the, the impersonators, impersonators that were there, Tommy, were they were dressed perfect. They acted the part. They were very entertaining. Uh, and so I'm glad he called in because that was a cool part of the con to see people uh, come in full, full costume, like full costume. Even like the socks pulled up over the boots like Piper used to wear. So everything was done to the T. We got one other call, Tommy. I know you could, I know you opened the store today, but we got to take one more call. It's a gentleman yeah, who I've been – his number appeared right at the top of the show, and then it disappeared after we started talking. But I'm glad he called back because it's been at least two weeks since I've heard the voice of Brian the Brain from Chico, California. Brian, happy Thursday, brother. Hey, happy Thursday. I just wanted to congratulate Tommy and you both on uh, on success and all your hard work coming to fruition. Uh, I won't keep you. I wasn't there. I'd I'd ask for more stories next week and to just uh, have these guys that were there call again because it's been a really entertaining show. 
And, uh, and again, uh, just congratulations on all the hard work. I'll sit back and uh, listen to some more stories this week, and, and maybe you guys can do another one next week on the same thing because it's been a great show. And uh, thanks again. I'll talk awesome. to you guys later. Ryan, thank you so much, brother. That's really awesome of you. Hey, thank you. Take care, Tommy. Take care, Jay. All right, man. Take care. The yes, next, I the guess, next uh, time yeah, you put a – I was gonna say the next time you put a con together, we gotta we gotta bring Brian the Brain out because I think he would be awesome to meet in person and interact with some of the other callers yeah, as well. Absolutely, man! It's so funny we have we have like our they're becoming like characters. Our, our callers you got Total with Tom, you got Brian the Brain, you got Danny from Butler. You're getting all these these regular guests. We're turning them into gimmicks, you know. Listen, I love the fact that this show has got regular callers, and I'm going to be honest with you, Tommy, meeting the ones that I met in New Jersey was one of the absolute highlights of the trip because we all are passionate about pro wrestling. You have brought us all together underneath this 80s wrestling umbrella, and to meet the faces behind the voices that I hear every week, it was such a joy. Uh, And so I hope that someday I get to meet Brian the Brain, along with some of the other callers that routinely call in here. Yeah, man, me too. It's cool. And, uh, yeah, man, I guess I, it was cool to listen to all that feedback. It really was. I mean, I know I know everyone really enjoyed it. I read all the, the comments on our, you know, social media and on my Facebook page and stuff like that and stuff people were tagged in. And, yeah, man, like I said, I, it was – and it was great that you were there. Like I said, I'm going to post that picture on our, our socials later, me and Big J. You can uh, see what we look like if you don't know. I mean, you might know what I look like through my social media, but I'm not sure if you know who Jay is. You'll get to see what the the tallest, sexiest man in the world looks like. Uh, you might you might want to put a viewer discretion advised on that photo, Tommy. Oh, People might not want to see. It, cut it out. People might not want to see but, uh, uh, what Jumpin' Jay looks like, but <laughs> it was a tremendous weekend. I Yeah, tremendous weekend, Tommy. Hats off to you, brother. And I know you're probably still filling all the mailed orders. Your back room is probably still stacked a mile high with everything that's going to go oh, out, so looks, I know your it work. Looks, it, looks like a hur- it, looks, it looks like a hurricane hit it, and what stinks is I have right? to get this all cleaned up by tomorrow because we have signings Friday and Saturday, so I have no idea where we're going to put this stuff out yet. So if you had to just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ask you a question since you were the promoter. If you had yeah. to to put a, a a number of days or whatever for this one day event, how long before did you have to prepare and then how long after are you still working on it? Is it three months of work for a one day event? Oh, e- easily. Easily. This is it longer this than convention- that? This convention consumed my life over the last, like you said, about three months. You know, I mean, you start you start planning it six months out, but as it right. gets closer, is when the real work starts happening. But yeah, I mean, the last the last couple months, dude, I just lived, breathed, and sleep getting ready for this convention, and and I think that I, I think I did a pretty good job preparing for it because the day of, like I said, you didn't see me. I, mean, I was running around with a chicken with its head cut off, but I was. I was calm at least because I knew I had all my players in place. And I knew that I had, you know, all the stuff that I needed to have done, done. So, but yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot. And going into the convention, I, I, I posted this on my personal Facebook page. And if you guys are on Facebook, feel free to, to add me on there. I, I post all my wrestling stuff on my personal page. It's Tommy 
Fierro with two R's on, on Facebook. Uh, but I, I posted a, a story, just, you know, pretty much thanking everyone for this uh, past weekend. And I said in the post uh, last week, when in the week of the convention, it was Monday, Jay, and I was completely overwhelmed. And I, 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 I had just got done doing two back-to-back ISPW shows the weekend before my biggest event ever, which was probably not a good idea. <laughs> and uh, I just felt so overwhelmed. I felt there was so much to do, and I felt like I didn't have enough time to do it. And I was second-guessing myself. I said to myself, I, I, you've been off way much more than you can chew. And then legit, Jay, I looked myself in the mirror, and I slapped myself in the face. And I said, if you want to be the man in this business, you better start acting like it. And from the, the light bulb went off on me. And I'm, I've been going nonstop. And uh, since then, and I said to myself previously, this is, best, this is the last convention I'm ever doing. I'm never going to do another convention. This is too much. Now, dude, I'm ready for the next one. I'm ready. I'm, I'm feeling so amped up. I'm ready to run the garden. That's how amped up I feel. <laughs> well, I love hearing that, buddy, because that just means bigger and better things for fans of 80s wrestling. And so I'm glad you're feeling energized and feeling fired up. Uh, I know just being the type of guy you are, you did unplug a little bit for Mother's Day so you could treat your mother and your wife right. And so you didn't let it consume all aspects of your life. You have your priorities straight, but you are pedal to the metal, man. And I am happy to be to be sitting alongside you in this podcast and, and watching where you take this ship, buddy. Uh, Jay, that really means a lot to me, brother. Seriously, it really does. And your friendship means a lot to me. And it was awesome that you were able to come up here. And again, I put on my, my, my Facebook page. Again, if you're on Facebook, feel free to add me as a friend. Uh, I, I put that. It was one of my most special parts of the weekend was, was your, your family coming up. And it really was. And it was super cool. And I'm going to have to do another convention just to get you back up here again. So you have to tell your wife, anytime there's a convention, you have to come up because, hey, man, you're over in New Jersey. <laughs> uh, well, the good news is she enjoyed the trip and my boys had a great time. Uh, and so I know we joked that I didn't tell her it was for a wrestling convention that we were going, but she knew and she had a fantastic time. My boys had the time of their life. I will tell you this. You mentioned Earl Hebner being the guest referee of the main event, which is I don't know if it's big time. Like, I don't know if people understand. Like, that's big time. This is the guy that refereed Hogan Andre. Like, this is big time that he was there. I will tell you what, he was the nicest and sweetest man to my wife and kids. Absolutely blew me away. We actually went to the convention. We were standing in that long line for Jake the Snake. After the convention was done, we went to grab some dinner at IHOP. Earl Hebner was eating at the IHOP. I noticed him right away. My wife noticed him right away, but we didn't bother him. It was kind of like a Brooklyn brawler at the Arby's restaurant situation. The man's <laughs> eating. I just, let, I just let the man eat. When we go back to the ISPW show that night, Earl Hebner is there. He calls us over. He says, you guys were at IHOP earlier. And I'm like, yeah, we were. He's like, and you guys were waiting in line for Jake the Snake earlier today, and your wife got a little cold, so I saw that she hugged your older son to stay warm, and I was I was blown away. And so then he's talking to my wife, he's signing autographs for my kids, he's taking pictures with us. Like blew me away how nice of a man Earl Hebner was. That he noticed us, you know, all day long. He noticed where we were, and then he was able to reference it later that night. So blew me away, Tommy. Yeah, man, he, he was really cool. And and, and 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 again, you just said. You know, he, he, he was the referee for Hogan Andre. And, I mean, God, how many countless other 
gigantic, huge matches that changed the industry. That he was the main event for my biggest show for the for the the title, and then you know Jake the Snake Roberts was in that match as well, and. You know, and, and when I was a kid, I went to that building to watch WWF. I don't know if I may mention that to you or not, Jay, but uh, so here I am, you know, 25 years later where I was at as a child. Now I'm running that building and probably Jake might have even been on that show. Now he's, you know, working for me at that, at that right? show. So yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a full circle moment. Definitely. Um, but yeah, man, it was, it was awesome. And I can't thank everyone enough for all your support. Everyone that came, uh, Thank you very, very much. Everyone that stuck around for ISW following the convention, thank you very much. And uh, anyone that, you know, wasn't able to stay for the ISW show, we're having another big one next Friday, May the 20th, at the ISPW Arena in Totua, New Jersey, at the Totua PAL, 7.30 p.m. bell time. It's going to be called War to Settle the Score, Jane, and it's going to be a big one. After what happened this past weekend with – Jake the Snake Roberts turning on Justin Carino in the show previous where Justin got screwed over. This time, there's going to be no one getting screwed over, Jake, because it's going to be a lumberjack match when Danny Morrison defends the ISW world title against Justin Carino. Again, this is next Friday, May the 20th in Totua, New Jersey, at the Totua PAL. Uh, Vicious Vicky uh, also has returned to ISW. She attacked Gabby Ortiz following her match at ISPW this weekend. She's getting a shot at her title from Gabby next Friday night. So that's definitely a, a match that is considered war to settle the score with these two. And for the first time ever, you're going to see uh, the now, who, who are red hot right now. They just come up a winning de- demolition cup. Uh, I think they're the best on sign tag team in the business right now, Jay. I'm, I'm that high on them. And uh, they'll be going uh, up for the first time ever against Crowbar and his partner, Adam Payne. So we have some big matches lined up for next Friday, and we'll talk about it more in next week's episode. But the uh, the train continues, brother. Jump on. It's unbelievable. And you didn't even mention, I, we'll talk about it next week, but you didn't even mention what's going on with Andy Weinberg and the Winner's Club, buddy, because I, he somehow escaped getting his hair cut by Brutus of Beefcake. But the next show, he's got something big coming his way, too. So the winner, Andy Weinberg, and his Winner's Club, they are on a roll and they were entertaining as all get out. I'll tell you that much. How how awesome how awesome were they, uh, Jay? Listen, I don't know if you call it the Freeberg rule, the the winter club. I'm like I don't know what's going on with the three men, winner's but I rule. absolutely love it. The winners' rule is what it's called now in ISPW, but it's so entertaining. And you know I'm high on Andy Weinberg. I think that guy is just wildly wildly talented. Uh, and to see them um, capture the ISPW tag titles this past Saturday night at ISPW Rock and Wrestling, and then to see what you have planned, uh, the little teaser you put out on social media about what Andy Weinberg will be uh, up against at the next show. This is just entertaining and quality storytelling, my friend. <laughs> Thanks. And what, what, what Jay's referring to is that Andy Weinberg Can will I be handcuffed. I didn't know if we were going to WWE Hall yeah. of Famer. Tony Atlas. No, no, I did announce it. Yeah, uh, he was handcuffed, okay. handcuffed to uh, Tony Atlas when Leo Sparrow and GKM get a, a rematch for their Titan titles next Friday. We'll, we'll, we'll preview the show next week here on the podcast. Maybe we'll get on one of the guys on the uh, – uh, maybe one or two guys from ISPW on next week as well. That would be fantastic. And I'll tell you this, my son had an interaction uh, with Leo Sparrow 
meant a lot to my son. Uh, and so that was cool too, that these ISPW superstars are willing to interact uh, with fans at the show as well. And so overall, Tommy, it was just such a great experience. Uh, great getaway for my family and I. So thank you so much for uh, providing us with a reason to come out to the East coast and have this great of an experience. Oh, thank you, man. And, and real quickly, I, I forgot to make mention, my daughter, you know, after the Bushwhacker-Luke match, she was doing the march around the ring with the kids. My daughter was yes. in, that, in, in that line of line of people that were marching. <laughs> that was this, pretty cool, man. For those of you that weren't in the show, after the, the Bushwhacker-Luke-Brooklyn uh, Brawler match, Luke led a conga line, a parade of kids doing the Bushwhacker march around the ring. It was... Uh, so cute, so entertaining. Um, my son did not run down to the ring, but I will tell you this, Tommy, everywhere he's gone since then, he does the Bushwhacker march anywhere he goes. <laughs> and so you can just tell uh, that's one of those moments that sticks in a young fan's mind, and they'll probably remember forever the time they marched around the ring uh, with Cousin Luke. And so another just touching moment at the ISPW show. Awesome, man. You know, I'm going to try and work on – I, I, I can't get it confirmed for the second, but I'm sure that I, I, I could. I'm going to work on trying to get more uh, Danny Morrison and, and Maven on next week's episode. Let's get them on. I got to talk to both guys at the con. Super uh, nice. Like, I can't – it's it's a great experience, Tommy, and we're 10 minutes late. We got to get you off because you've got a store to open. But that these guys were made themselves available. And so, like, I got to talk to superstar Danny Morrison at the con and then watch him perform later that night, which is where did else you, did you, you tell him you were my co-host? I did. I did. And he, he, cool. he wasn't as impressed as some of the other people, but he was very nice to me. Uh, <laughs> and he even told me some stories about how he got into the business, which I was fascinated to hear. Awesome, man. Yeah. We'll, we'll have, we'll have more discussion next week, but I, I appreciate everyone that called in this morning and everyone that came this past week in 80s Wrestling Con and ISPW Rock and Wrestling. Like I said, I think it's something, an event that, and I'm not saying it because it was my event, but I think it's an event that people will be talking about for a very long time to come. And I'm, I'm real proud of that. So until next week, Jay, if you guys are in New Jersey area, meet us tomorrow night, the Wrestling Collector, uh, 6 to 8 p.m. Friday night with Dr. Tom Pritchard. And on Saturday from 12 to 2, ECW Day. And uh, from 2 to 4, Crystal Marshall from the WWE. Until then, uh, have a great weekend, and we'll catch you next week right here on 80s Wrestling, the podcast.